Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Traders ongoing special coverage of Survivor UK, episodes 11 and 12. I'm Matthew, I work in TV development, and until now, I had never watched Survivor. And I'm David, and I've been covering Survivor since season one of the US version over 23 years ago. Usually this podcast is dedicated to the traitors, but David and I have joined forces to take a detour and cover the new season of Survivor UK. Each week, we're going to give you a new twist on covering Survivor by not just recapping the two episodes, but looking at both of them from our two very different points of view. So whether you are new to Survivor, like me, or a veteran of watching many seasons, we'll have you covered. Yes, and... You know, there's been a lot of discussion among, well, the people that I see it from most, which are people who have watched lots and lots of Survivor. And for the first few weeks, a lot of them were like, oh, this is boring. It's moving so slow. Nobody's playing. They're all just sitting around. And now, obviously, as we'll discuss, things have picked up. But You know, it caused me and I should have posted this a few weeks ago, but it caused me to post in a a Facebook group about how people need to remember. I and people like me are not the target audience here. You are, you know, you are in the UK. You have not seen it before, but you are a fan of this sort of reality television. Those are the ratings they're going after. Those are the people they need to bring in. And sometimes, yeah, you need to lead the viewers by the hand. You can't expect them to be fully up to date. And so I just I I, I, like I said, I've been meaning to say something like that for a while and wanted to put it out there. I mean, I'm a little late here because it has started to pick up. And and, you know, I, I think that the people who are listening to us have been watching along the way anyway. So I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but it's just something to remember that 
you know, the the experienced Survivor fan was not the original intended audience. It is great if they can get us in there and and give us something to watch like this. And I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this as kind of a throwback experience and kind of seeing it through your eyes as we've talked about it. Yeah, I I probably said something like this in the very first episode, but the vast majority of the UK viewing public really don't know what Survivor is. We know, we know what it is. We, we've heard of it, but we don't know how. Even me, as again, like you said, uh, I'm a fan of reality competition shows and strategic shows, but even I didn't really know how Survivor worked. So yeah, most people here do need that we we are seeing it as a new show and we we don't know how it operates right now i have also said and this sounds a little contradictory so let me explain i have also said that any players on the show should have seen survivor before they should have done their research but that's the difference between someone who's going to play and someone who's just watching it and enjoying it and as we'll see, we'll talk about later. One of the people, at least one of the people who got voted out today, went back and watched all the Survivor. I suspect the other one may have watched at least a lot of it, too, but they didn't mention it. But the second person who got voted out uh, this week specifically talked about how they went back and watched all the available Survivor that's out there. So it is something that I think players should do before going out and playing a game because you have all this material you're trying to win a big prize why wouldn't you do the research yeah that makes sense and something that i want to ask you because i don't think i've asked you this before now and i think i know the answer but had you seen the uk survivor from 20 years ago no okay. no because 20 years ago we didn't have Streaming easy and, availability yeah. to streaming and anything like that i'm kind of surprised it hasn't popped up on youtube somewhere uh yeah. maybe it's because it, nobody's taken the time because it wasn't worth it i don't know yeah and again i sure i mentioned this i did watch it 20 years ago i watched the very first survivor i just have no memory of it yeah. i really yeah. don't I, I remember it being a thing that i watched couldn't tell you anyone who was in it or anything like that the very first uk survivor the very first uk survivor yeah. and i think there was a series two and i don't think i watched series two. Oh, i didn't know that i thought there was only one season oh they yeah they did two seasons oh okay um you know i say i'm surprised it hasn't popped up on youtube i guess i've never searched it could be there somewhere or on some site uh i'm just not aware of it so yeah uh, I can only imagine what the gameplay would be like. It would, you know, considering here we are 20 years later and what some of the gameplay has been like. But... Yeah, pretty different, I'm guessing. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that's the same, you know, and I've had these discussions with other, you know, Survivor fans that if you look back at early U.S. Survivor, I mean, it really is like a time machine, some of this, you know, and some other people have described it as every episode it's like moving through a new era of Survivor as more people realize it. I don't agree with that because you still have this mix of players, as we'll discuss once we get into it here. Uh, but it is, you know, parts of it are definitely like a time machine going back to when people are like, 
oh, I don't want to play the game. Oh, I don't want to vote for that person because I like them, you know, and we'll see some of that as we move forward here. Yeah. Uh, But before we move forward, I do want to thank the people who wrote in or commented or on Twitter who pointed out the answer to my question of why Joel said, drop your tribe colors instead of drop your buffs. And <laughs> yes, I saw the huge Twitter debate about this. Yes. Uh, it's because, and you know, I'm going to blame you, Matthew. You should have known that. Uh, <laughs> BBC is a public channel, so they cannot endorse a product. Yeah, yeah. And buffs are the product name. It would be like saying, drop your Nikes. Yeah. Uh, so they aren't allowed to say it. I've also heard that they may be using generic buffs on top of that, which is something that we thought they might be doing. I'm not 100% certain, but it may be that they had to use generics, so it didn't even appear that they were endorsing anything. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, all right. Well, with that mystery solved, and again, thanks to everyone who helped, uh, we can move to episode 11, and it is day 23. We begin the morning after Tribal Council, and Tanuke is saying... It was brutal because Christopher knew if he played the idol, Ashley would go. Yeah, 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 that's the way it works. If he hadn't (laughs) played it, he would have gone, you know. And then Nathan adds to us that last night showed Christopher is sneaky and there isn't much he wouldn't do to win. Okay, how did saving himself show that he's sneaky, first of all? And second, yeah. He would do game things to win the game. These some of these people are so infuriating still, even after I just talked about them that I, you know, and, and said they're like going back in time. But they're just so infuriating. Yeah, I I made a note about this later, but it, maybe it's worth mentioning right now. Chris is definitely being sort of not not painted or portrayed. He's being perceived by the others as this sort of villainous character now. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think he's not, yeah, there's, there's, there are one or two things he's done that have annoyed me, which I'll talk about later, but he's, he's playing the game. He's playing yes. a game. Yes. I don't think he's a bad, horrible person and they need to calm down. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Chris tells us he has a target and it's easy for people to just say, you know, he's next and he's right. Uh, He tells us later that if there are conversations going on, he's not in them. Uh, Meanwhile, Tanuke tells us there are now more original Calatonians so they could pick off the Leninans one by one. Well, that's not very sporting. Um, (laughs) Now, I know Tanuke understands the game, but why will the others suddenly want to play it like a game? We'll muse on that a little bit more later, but she adds that the Leninans are at war with each other now. And meanwhile, Christopher echoes my thoughts and calls out the people who are pretending they aren't playing like a game while they actually are. And we'll see a little bit more of that later. Doug tells us he loves Christopher, but he's next on the chopping block and they're all gunning for him. But before we worry about that, there's a reward challenge. It's a memory challenge that we've seen several times over different countries' versions. 
Uh, it's played in teams that were drafted by Christopher and Lawrence with a player from each going head to head. Each person looks at a series of items, memorizes them, drops the curtain, and then both run back to recreate. Uh, first team to three points wins. Pegleg was not chosen in the draft, uh, but he gets to pick a team. And if they win, he joins the reward. So he goes with team Christopher. The reward is fish and chips plus battered sausages, which sounds like a corn dog here, but maybe with a standard batter instead of a corn type batter. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Like deep fried sausages are. Yeah. A a thing at a fish and chip shop. Yeah. Deep fried sausages. It's like, okay, we need to add fat to your fat. (laughs) Yes. We need uh, to kill you and do it now. Yes. Uh, yes. You, you've answered my first question already, which was memory test. Is this a thing? Okay. Uh, but yes. You're, <laughs> yeah, you gotta you, stop doing fun- that. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because I kind of had this bet with myself. I thought if any of these challenges are UK only challenges, this is the one. <laughs> it, it's it's quite simple. It's I mean, it, ah. it's I, I would like to do it. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know if it makes great viewing. I, d- I don't know how exciting it is to watch, but. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I do have another issue here because, uh, not issue, I just want to mention that also they get fizzy drinks, which ah, yeah. I would call pop, and other people in the U.S. would erroneously call soda. Soda, yeah. Um, But no, fizzy drinks. Uh, yeah, do you, do you not use that term? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard it in Harry Potter, but that's about it. I, I I could be wrong about that even. Yeah, fizzy drinks, or if you're in Scotland, you just call it juice. Juice? Even if yes. it's fizzy? All, all drinks, cola, Fanta, other product, anything that's fizzy is juice in Scotland. That seems <laughs> counterintuitive since literally none of it is juice. <laughs> that's just what we call it. <laughs> Okay. Scottish listeners will know what I'm talking about. I, I When I visit Scotland, I'm going to have to remember that if they say, hey, would you like some juice? And I'll be like, yeah. yes. And like, oh, yes, a Coke, you know, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, what is this? Yeah. All right. Well, they go to play. Uh, uh, Tanuke beats Hannah to put Team Christopher up. Christopher beats Nathan to make it 2 nothing. Leilani beats Doug to make it 2-1. to one. Lawrence beats Matthew to tie things up. And in the final round, Christopher beats Leilani to win it for his team plus Pegleg. The one weird thing uh, was Joel reading out the items in order rather than just staying silent. Now, it's possible he did that separately from the players, even though we hear it. I mean, remember, he is a mic on. Um, I'm not sure if he was reading it loud enough for the players who were involved to hear it, too, because... That could either help them or hurt them. If you're trying to memorize something visually and you've got someone reading stuff off out loud, that could hurt you or help you. So I'm not sure what he was doing there or if it goes back to what you were saying, that it's really for the audience. Yeah, I thought something similar to you. I I found it unnecessary. I just thought I don't need to hear him describe these objects. I can just look at them. So, (laughs) yeah, I didn't. I just sort of thought what? Why is he doing that? Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the five winners go off to eat their reward. 
uh, all that fried and heavy food. I feel like <laughs> they are going to be so sick after not having eaten yeah. anything. And that's frequently something that happens is they do get sick. Sometimes if it's, I hate to use this word, entertaining, they will show us the people getting sick and sometimes they just won't. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have to ask, it looked like there was a jar of like pickled eggs or something in there. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't see it, but if there, if there were, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's a, it's traditional chip shop fare. I have never okay. eaten a pickled egg in my life, but yeah, it's a thing. Okay. The only time, well, when I was in uh, uh, London, we went and got fish and chips at a place that I think claimed to be, I, there's probably about a million of them that claim to be the original, but this was like attached to a old archaeological church or something. So we went next door and and you could go downstairs in the basement and look around and see these different things so it was interesting but it was also good it was you know, fish and chips um but and no we learned hmm? no we <laughs> no did not get pickled eggs, eggs. <laughs> uh and we also learned when you're in england do not order american food at a british pub <laughs> because they do not know how to make america or they make it your way like my son ordered a hamburger and yeah. it was boiled <laughs> and he as was like as opposed to fried. put on a griddle or fried griddle. or okay. yeah and he was like this is the most disgusting thing i have ever eaten oh, and then yeah. my wife ordered something too and i don't remember what it was but it was terrible whereas me and my other son we ordered british food and it was good and uh you know my my son and my wife complained to the waiter and the waiter was like I don't know what your problem is. And the manager came over and and I'm sure they were like these stupid, bloody Americans, you know. <laughs> yes. So but, but we learned our lesson. That's yes, the lesson. That's that's what we do to deter people from uh, <laughs> I don't know, buying American food. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how we teach you. Yeah. Um so when they're all done eating. Uh, Christopher brings up the idea of trying to redeem himself and work together. And Tanuke hugs him and says, sure, it's possible. You never know. And then immediately tells us that bridges are burned and there's no chance. Um, but he might not be at the top of the list anymore. Uh, yeah, I, was, with- I was really glad when it cut to her saying that, because for a moment I thought I do they really all believe him <laughs> so i was glad for her to immediately say no babes ain't yeah. got time to build bridges so i thought <laughs> oh thank goodness someone someone is seeing sense <laughs> all right so day 24 dawns and pegleg tells us and hannah that everyone is voting out christopher because he's not trustworthy and he's a backstabber but tanuke tells nathan the calatonian should vote doug while telling the others they're voting chris and she adds to us that he's a massive threat Nathan tells us Doug is a much more strategic player than a lot of people think. So if they don't get him now, they might not be able to. So much for his loyalty to Doug for saving him back at the, uh, you know, the original Calaton, well, the swap Calaton. And of course, so much for him complaining about Christopher being sneaky and conniving and lying and playing the game. You might detect a minor tone in my voice. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is 
this is the biggest swear of the whole series. This mm-hmm. is sort of the most brutal beginning of a brutal thing that's happened so far. Now, I have to say, I for the first time I, I, I avoided it all season. I had a, I knew what was going to happen in this episode. The BBC <laughs> fully spoiled it for me. I'm digressing a little bit, but I will say that I've noticed this before on BBC iPlayer here in the UK, that even if you have been watching a series, if on the main page you turn on BBC iPlayer and it promotes a show, Survivor, Great British uh, Sewing Bee, if you click on the show, it will I'm automatically sorry. take Did you. Did you just say Great British Sewing Bee? Oh, yeah, the Great British Sewing Bee. Oh, it's <laughs> one of my favorite shows. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, um, I have not heard of that one. <laughs> it's like uh, Project Runway, but incredibly twee uh, okay. and British <laughs> and sweet and cute and okay. nice things happen. Uh, yeah, it, they, it automatically takes you to the, the most recent episode, no matter where you were in the season. So... Uh, I was with someone else watching the series. We went to watch episode 11 and it showed us episode 12 immediately. And so I knew what was going to happen at the end of this episode. I was really annoyed. However, uh, at, at this moment in the episode, yeah, we see Tanuki suddenly says she wants to go for Doug. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this this is real gameplay now. Maybe hypocritical, yes. like you said. But uh I thought, oh, okay. So everything I've been saying about Doug so far on this podcast, being a great player, mm-hmm. actually just means that he's target number one. Um, and for the first time, I underestimated the ruthlessness of some of the players. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything that they are saying is correct. This is a move they absolutely should be making if they see that Doug is a threat. I just get annoyed at, like you said, the hypocrisy where you complain about one person playing the game while turning around and doing the exact same thing. Like, Christopher, he's sneaky. He's a snake. Hey, let's blindside this other guy and lie about it. (laughs) Yeah. So I was not spoiled, but had a feeling how this was going. So I was sitting there hoping Doug would win immunity or Nathan would get a bit of a conscience because of the promises he made when Doug and Pegleg saved him. Again, not saying he should, but I was rooting for Doug. So that's what I personally wanted. Um, meanwhile, Matthew and Leilani go off for her to rinse her hair and talk strategy. Uh, she asks who he's thinking of voting and he responds correctly by asking her thoughts. Uh she claims she doesn't think about it until after the immunity challenge. I think she doesn't think about it until someone else tells her what to do. Yes, I <laughs> I had the exact same observation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Christopher has a much higher opinion of her gaming ability than we do, saying she's making out. She doesn't know how this game works, but I could see right through it. You know exactly what's going on, honey. Does she, though? Does, does she really? No, no, I don't think so. I really do not believe she does. Yeah, I'm not sure. So this is like several of the people on the Traders Canada where they're like, are they clueless or are they pretending? No, they're just really clueless. They're, they're not pretending. Um, so then Leilani gets her marching orders from Tanuke, as does Matthew. 
Tanuke says she won't tell Lawrence till the last minute so he doesn't overthink it. And you definitely know you're in a solid alliance when you're the last one to know and they hold off on telling you. But okay. <laughs> uh, Doug sits down with Tanuke and Matthew and Matthew asks where his head is at. Doug kind of looks at them a bit like they're crazy and says it's it's the same plan. Christopher. Now, at this moment, again, I'm still hoping, you know, Doug figures it out. If I were Doug, my spider senses would be tingling because why even ask that question in that way? Like everybody knows what it is. But then I remind myself that it may have just been one short clip of a longer conversation that seemed less suspicious than it appeared to us out of the blue. Mm, True. All right. Immunity challenge time. And it's a it's a true classic. Well, it's as I later find out, it's a variant of a classic. So, yes, it's a thing before you even ask. Um, Sorry. Uh, (laughs) um, They go up a pole. Oh, I have another question. Okay, I think I know. Go ahead. How did they get up there? Yes, that was my next line. (laughs) I I let you ask this time instead of answering. So they use ladders that we never see. Okay. So, So the production brings out ladders. They climb to the top, get themselves set. They pull the ladders away. Um, and so, uh, the pole has small notches in it at regular interviews that people can use to help them hold on because that is literally the challenge to hold on as long as possible. Now, us survivor ran this challenge this season, and it was won by a woman who had previously talked about her extraordinarily large big toes. Um, (laughs) so, uh, yes, in this case, peg leg has, Uh, Well, uh, it's right there in the name, a peg leg. Uh, So that's interesting. You know, he doesn't feel the foot that's stuck in there, but he says he feels the pressure in his knee. Um, Doug is in pain from the start, which is not a good sign. And this type of challenge is usually won by lighter and less muscular people. Not always, but usually. And there's a twist compared to all the previous versions I've seen. The notches are smaller as they go down. And after half an hour, Joel has them all move to the next one. Typically, in this challenge, people can go wherever they want. All the notches are the same. So some people stay up high. Some people start to move a little lower. You know, they might slip a little and then catch themselves. Or they might feel they're going to fall soon and they don't want to fall from the top of the pole. So they move lower down. Um, Even the... Oh, and also, it appears people at least seemingly have to keep their feet in the notches, or at least they think they do. I think at one point someone's foot slips out. It's not like they're penalized. It's just, you know, but like even the U.S. survivor player with the big, big toe I mentioned spent some of her times just with her legs wrapped around the whole pole holding on. Uh, So, but nobody does that here. Everybody uses the notches. So I don't know if they were told or they just, you know, it didn't occur to them. Um, after the first move down, Hannah is out a little later is, or rather a little later. So is Doug. No, um, <laughs> no, immunity for Doug. yes, yes. Christopher is next at 44 minutes and the Calatonians are all very, very happy. Uh, Matthew falls five minutes later at the hour mark. They're moved down to the next notch. Leilani is out. So is Nathan. Pegleg is next a bit later. Lawrence drops. So Tanuke wins. Uh, She tells us that Doug has a lot of friends in the game and he's also a physical threat. So he's double trouble. Uh, She's basically writing my 
you know, mini why Doug lost for me. Um, I, I just didn't want to have to do that yet. But in fact, I did. And it's already posted even as we're recording this. Um, Matthew is giddy. He can't believe Lenena can't see what's happening. Uh, the Calaton are going to vote them out. They're living in their camp, sleeping in their bed, eating their food and getting rid of them while they fight amongst each other. Uh, Christopher, however, sees what's happening and he wants to try to get the Lenena together to counter it. Even though they only have four people, he has that extra vote, which has to be used this tribal council. But Hannah is having none of it. She isn't forgiving him or buying into his sudden Lenena strong idea. Uh, Doug seems to agree with her. So they're basically all shooting themselves in the foot. Um, Tanuke tells Lawrence about it and he says he agrees. So with, with the decision finally gets around to telling him. Meanwhile, Christopher tells Doug that they should fake having an idol to swing Calaton. Doug acts like it's a great idea, but tells us he's so sure <clears throat> the votes are all going on Christopher. But if they think there's an idol, the votes could switch to himself, which, you know, would would be a very good point if the votes hadn't already switched to himself. Um, so he goes and tells several Calatonians about the plan now. This is actually smart on his part. And Christopher does not seem to have thought that through because, yeah, if you leak out that there's an idol, I, I, I guess, I mean, they don't know that all the Calatonians are targeting the Lenena. So I guess he thought they might switch to one of their own. I'm not really sure who he was thinking, but um, bringing Doug in on the plan, you know, clearly was not seeing it through Doug's eyes. Um, so Leilani tells us she has officially entered the game arena. Yay. Yeah. Um, the never. Yeah. And on one hand about freaking time on the other hand, no, you haven't. Also, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She yeah. hasn't really, uh, <laughs> you know, because to her playing the game just means staying tribe strong. And she doesn't understand why the Lenena are fighting internally. And what she doesn't realize as she mocks them is that she has as much chance of winning as they do. Well, less, really, because if all goes to plan, Tanuke, Matthew and Nathan will take her out after the Lenina are gone. And, you know, so her idea of playing is listening and doing whatever Tanuke says to do. You know, if Leilani ends up winning this series... <laughs> You and I are really going to have to eat our words. <laughs> I don't see it happening. I'm sorry. You never know. Uh, you never know. It's, <laughs> I, I would say stranger things have happened, and I guess they have. I'm I'm not fully sure, but um, yeah, yeah. Gosh, no, please no. Um, and we have a question from uh, a listener later asking about that. Um. Uh, anyway, the one thing she does do is she is an actress when Christopher shows her his fake idol and she pretends to believe it. So there she goes, really, really playing the game. <laughs> uh, time for tribal council. The two jurors are brought in and I'm sad to see one that Lee is still there. and hasn't been kicked out and two <laughs> doesn't have a gag and muzzle on him. Um, but 
Uh, in tribal council itself, there's lots of dancing around Joel's questions as the Lenena uh, pretend it's up in the air rather than specifically saying they're all voting Christopher. And of course, you know, the, the Calatonians aren't going to answer honestly at, uh, at all. Uh, Doug does say, um, you know, when Joel brings up the number of original Calaton versus Lenena, uh, he he asks if that's how they're still voting. Doug says, no, no, you know, that's, you know, which in his mind is true. He's he's just wrong. Yeah, I, I also I I felt like Doug kind of did suspect something bad might be about to happen, though. Um, oh, no, I, he, again, he I, seemed so blindsided. Well, I, th- I think there were a few things he said that suggested he kind of. I, I think he was kind of starting to figure out that something bad might... He he said that he was concerned. He said, I thought he was very consciously saying, oh, we have to move on from old tribe alliances. Mm-hmm. And he said, each vote for me should be taken as a compliment. So I sort of thought he's at least entertaining the fact that he might get some votes Oh, no, I think he meant each vote for me, not for me. He was saying, from my perspective, each vote should be taken oh, a compliment. That like every person each vote being that I vote, write down. Yes, yes. Or every person who's voted out from here on in should be taken as a compliment. Oh, I, t- I totally interpreted that differently. I, okay. I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was saying, if someone votes for me, I'll take it as oh. a compliment. No, I don't. I don't okay. think that's what he was saying. Um, okay, you know, someday maybe we'll be able to ask him. But um, and again, maybe I'm biased because I had had the episode spoiled for me, and I knew right. it was coming. Maybe I was viewing it from a different perspective. Yeah, um, I don't know. And sometimes it's hard to uh, understand those Scottish people. So you know. <laughs> No, see that's it. I, I, me and Doug, we've yeah. got. I knew I, there's a connection, and we'll we'll just have to get him on the podcast and yes, ask him about yes, it. Quite exactly. frankly, yes. All right. Well, Leilani again says for her the game has started today. My eye rolling uh, <laughs> continues. Uh, she's saying uh, basically the the you know other things she says are the lines that I wanted to say about her. Um, except as I said earlier, she's not really playing, just following along. So it's time to vote. Uh, we see Pegleg vote Christopher while Matthew writes Doug. Uh, Christopher votes for Leilani twice and tells her to stop acting stupid because she's not. Well, I'll, 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 I'll just say nothing. Um, <laughs> Hannah votes Christopher. Um, on the one hand, it's a bit silly for production to show the peg leg and Hannah votes because it gives away completely that there isn't any mystery about who's going. But on the other hand, I don't think there was anyway. You know, you mentioned being spoiled. As soon as the immunity challenge took place, it was pretty much the end. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a particular type of survivor episode where the producers don't even try to bother hiding the outcome when it's going to be a big blind side. And it's, it's, you know, I call it the sit back and watch episode. It's like, Hey, everybody, we're going to see a big blind side. Everyone sit back and watch this. Usually it's directed at someone who has a huge ego and is certain they're running the game. So not someone like Doug, but in this case, they seem to have been just like, 
Yeah. Yeah. We're not even going to bother trying to hide it. Just everybody watches. Doug gets blindsided. Um, but in any case, Joel reads the votes. Uh, Chris, 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 Leilani, Leilani, Doug, which causes Christopher to be completely surprised. Uh, Doug, Doug starts chuckling because he now knows what's happening. Uh, Doug, Ashley and Lee are shocked down the jury. And then Doug and Doug. Um, and yeah, so much for both of us thinking Doug would be the winner. Um, yeah, I mean, at least he seems to take it really well. Yes. You know, he gets it. He understands what's happened and he's kind of congratulates them for mm-hmm. doing a good job of it. But uh, yeah, I thought I, it was interesting seeing the reactions of Ashley and Lee on the jury. They, they as Ashley looks completely shocked. Mm-hmm. I even thought Joel looked like he was probably shocked and trying to cover it up and play his role. But I thought even, yeah, he, he was probably surprised too. Yeah. And I mean, he must've been more visible than we thought. You know, we talked about that he was doing a, a, a good job of hiding his threat level and everything, but I guess not as good as we thought. Um, I, I also really did think that Nathan would stick to his loyalty pledge. Um, you know, and, and that goes, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess suddenly a bunch of them realized it's a game after bashing Christopher for playing it as a game, or at least to who knows it's a game managed to convince them to do her bidding. Um, you know, back when Doug and Pegleg had made the decision to keep Nathan and get rid of shy, uh, we had discussed, I wondered how they were going to get the alliances to mesh. And I don't know that it was ever even discussed, at least not from what we saw. Um, you know, I did think at the time that going with Shy and Lawrence seemed to make more sense because those two were apparently on the outs. Um, and in retrospect, obviously, that would have indeed been the case because, you know, look at how the Calatonians celebrated Shy being voted out after it happened. Um, but, you know, Clearly, Doug saw something in Nathan that he thought he could work with longer. Um, So and it just, you know, didn't didn't work out. Uh, Plus, then Doug just ended up on the wrong side of the vote a few times in the fight between Christopher and Ashley against Lee. And looking back, I, you know, I have to admit, I kind of made some excuses about it because I thought he had some grand plan like, oh, he knows he's on the wrong side, but he's doing it for this reason. No, I I think they just blindsided him, but good. So uh, I do have to say, and this will be meaningless to you, but hopefully some listeners will will know it. A lot of this episode reminds me of the episode of U.S. Survivor this week. Someone was voted out while believing tribal lines were gone, while a core of the original tribe on the other side controls the game secretly. And it even involved a lie about an idol that someone immediately spilled. Uh, so, you know, I just thought the uh, it was it was funny coincidences there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than sadness, do you have any thoughts or questions about this episode before we move on? Uh, I have I have two thoughts. Um, one is just a, a sort of general observation that I had or or maybe not observation, but a thought that I had when I was watching this episode. 
and I wonder if you're going to completely and utterly disagree with me. <laughs> um, it's It follows on from something that I said last week. Last week I said that I think that it's it seems like in this game, voting patterns or voting mm-hmm. trends can really just be quite fickle and even arbitrary. And I, I thought the same again this time. Maybe arbitrary is not the right word because there is a good reason that they voted mm-hmm. for Doug. They saw him as a target. But I definitely got the impression that luck truly plays a part in these games. Like It's so difficult to straddle the line between being popular and clever and going under the radar. Like It's so difficult to find this middle ground where you're not targeted, but you're also not voted at, at and it just left me with the conclusion that you probably can get quite far in these games by luck. By, I, I mean, I mean, well, there are players left who I who shouldn't really be there, but they've <laughs> just managed to coast through. And I think that happens with these shows regularly. And if I think I maybe said this last week too, controversial point. I think the. The winners of Traitor, the Traitors UK won through luck. I don't think they were particularly talented at the game. I think they just got lucky through one or two events that threw things for the Traitors. Uh, and I think, I get, I've said this on their, uh, the, the podcast, I think Traitors Canada is about to end the same way. We'll see. We'll see. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, but we'll, my we'll... theory is the I think the faithful will win, and I think they'll win through nothing but luck. And it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't want to dive too. We'll we'll discuss it more on the traders finale uh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I I luck certainly plays a role. Leilani is only here by the twist of luck that production had predetermined that that vote would not be voting someone out. Yeah. I still don't think she realizes that. I still think she believes that she was sent as a spy, um, but she was voted out and still in the game. That is luck. There yeah. is certainly the luck of which immunity challenge happens when you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like this was not one that Doug was going to win. Yeah. So... You know, a lot of the game is, yes, kind of avoiding the impact of luck. And it is a fine line. I mean, the the rules that I have written for winning that I talk about on my other uh, podcast, Why Blank Lost, the first two rules are scheme and plot, but don't scheme and plot too much. Uh, And so it's like, yes, you have to find that balance. And Doug, you know, not to spoil the many why blank loss that I already posted on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube, but Doug schemed and plotted. And he made a lot of friends, but at some point it became visible. At some point, people realized, huh, he, he everybody likes Doug. And that's yeah, not a good thing yeah. for the end here. And maybe winning that challenge where the three people gave it to him at the end. Maybe that wasn't great either because they seem to have forgotten that people gave it to him and they're just like, oh, he won that immunity challenge, you know, and I I think he wanted it as kind of a bucket list item and maybe he would have won anyway, but 
I, I think they remembered he is good in challenges. And so it's, you know, it's it's difficult. And so I just had on uh, my other podcast, a contestant from Survivor 44 who used one of the uh, methods for making lots of allies that I have talked about since like season five of original survivor. And it's you make close allies with people who will not be talking to each other. They hate each other so much that they will never share. Yeah. And some people have tried that and it doesn't work because they do share. And then you're like, you're in trouble. It's like, what do you mean? He made a final two with you. He made a final two with me also. Um, but he did it successfully. He didn't win, but he did it successfully with people who were not going to talk to each other because there was animosity there or distrust. Doug talked to everybody. He was friendly with everybody, which would have been great if he made it to the end. I just don't think he expected most of these players to realize what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And most of them didn't. It took Tanuke to say, huh, you know, none of the other Lenena would have figured this out on their own. Yeah. Let's just put it out there. It took Tanuke to do it. Yeah, which also leads on to my final point for the episode, <laughs> which was my final note for episode 11 is Tanuke is a front runner for me now. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know <laughs> what was about to happen in episode 12. <laughs> yes. So... We can move into episode 12. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, it's day 25, and Tanuke apologizes to Pegleg. He tells us he's gutted and foolishly thought tribal lines had disappeared, but they haven't. Uh, yep. Um, that's the problem. You can't assume that tribal lines have disappeared for everyone just because they've disappeared for you. Mm -hmm. um, again, same problem on U.S. Survivor right now. Hannah isn't happy either. Leilani claims to her that it's not picking off Lenena, which is B.S., but then again, maybe nobody has bothered to tell Leilani that's the full plan yet. So maybe she believes it. Um, and then Tanuke adds they need to take out Christopher next. Uh, we head right to a reward challenge. Now, uh, this is another one. Uh, if you, you know, before you ask, is this a thing? Um, <laughs> I've seen a variant of this one before. It's been so long. I couldn't tell you when. Um, and I don't think they were done in pairs previously i could i could be wrong about that but 
This one's done in pairs on a wall, and they're on numbered pegs. Joel calls out numbers. They have to remove a peg, but stay on the wall. And one person pulls the evens, one pulls the odds. If one falls, both are out. Last pair standing wins a trip to the Survivor Pizza Parlor. So, yes, the pairs break down as Nathan and Tanuke, Matthew and Christopher, Leilani and Hannah, and Pegleg and Lawrence. By the way, I noticed Leilani said something really funny before, right as they were on their way to this challenge. She says (laughs) in her voiceover, if this challenge isn't for food, I don't care. And I thought, what? 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 You don't care if it's like other stuff that you could. <laughs> nope, she only and wants I, food. <laughs> she just and I get they're starving and they want food, but right. I thought, you know, there's other stuff that could be helpful. It's a game that you're playing. Maybe you're gonna win some other like advantage, but mm-hmm. she doesn't care. She's yeah. not interested. Yep. So. All right, so several numbers go by and all is good until Lawrence accidentally pulls 17 rather than 11. So they're out. <laughs> and Peg like is pissed at him, yes. as I would be. Yes. Uh, a bunch more are called until Tanuke accidentally pulls out number two when she's only allowed to pull odd numbers, which is interesting also because Joel is literally saying odd or even, unless, again, they can't hear him and we can't. It's like, mm-hmm. do you really need to say, you know, number seven, Odd number. If you don't know odd from even, that is your own problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. They, uh, I mean, I, I guess they're just they're stressed, they're tired. They it, it was physically close to her, and she right. just it, it. without thinking grabbed yeah. it. And yeah. yeah, um, eventually they have to pull out almost all the foot level pegs, and so they're just basically hanging on. Uh, Leilani can't hold herself up even for food. Uh, so Christopher and Matthew <laughs> win. Uh, then Joel says they could pick one more person to join them. They choose Lawrence and Christopher is hoping he could create a new alliance with the two of them. Uh, Pegleg walks off muttering about how Lawrence screwed it up for him, but he still gets pizza. Yeah, I'd be mad too. <laughs> hey, like, I, 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 strategy I, takes precedence. It does, and I understand that. Yeah, they can they can pick whoever they want, and they decide we'll not pick, you know, based on the challenge. We'll mm-hmm. tr- we'll pick someone tactically. But I I still thought this was even a bad idea tactically, because I just thought that, I just thought you're going to make the others resent you. Shouldn't you have picked someone that just made you look like a good team player and mm-hmm. like pick Hannah because she essentially came third or. Pick Peg or Nathan. I, I I just thought it wasn't a good look. Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I could see it either way. I would have, if I were not picking strategically, I would have picked Pegleg because he got screwed over without having done anything wrong. Yeah. Um, Nathan kind of did as well, though. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, But, you know, this is, these are the people Christopher wanted to talk to. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, which ends they, up really not. I mean, and I'm jumping ahead, but it mm-hmm. ends up actually having no <laughs> impact. I think. I don't know. I think it does. Well, Lawrence kind of uh, betrays him a little bit later, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as the three are downing pizza madly, uh, Christopher makes his pitch and says he thinks the other two guys are on the outs. 
And Matthew and Lawrence say, no, there's no hierarchy. Uh, <laughs> Christopher rightly notes they're living in a dreamland. Of course, yeah. there's a hierarchy. There are not five winners, you know? And so. Um, yeah, Math- Matthew has this line where he says, I think everyone should just be happy to be here. Yeah. And yeah. I, I thought, well, yeah, yes, fine. That's nice. But no, <laughs> unless, again, unless this is, it's actually a secret tactic for Matthew to appear very laid back and not non-threatening, but it's not. He's no, just no. he's just being too nice. He's a nice guy, so he's just not thinking in game mode. Right, right. So the next morning, some cows come walking through camp, which is odd. And that's the only <laughs> yes. reason I mention it because it's just really? like, what? Where'd they come from? Okay, um, I I re I thought I had gone mad and like skipped back twenty seconds. I was like, did wait? Why were there cows? <laughs> I was so confused. I don't know. They must have escaped from a local <laughs> farm or something. I I don't know. They they're having a beach day and they're like, why are these humans on our beach? <laughs> um. Tanuke and Hannah talk about the bond they share as women of color. I don't think that will actually impact anything. And spoiler, it doesn't. Um, Meanwhile, Christopher continues his campaign for Matthew to make a move against Tanuke or Nathan. But Matthew is very hesitant about it. Pegleg walks by and when asked, uh, says Tanuke is obviously running things. I mean, I don't know if he prepped Pegleg for this or not, but Pegleg just gave the perfect answer. Well, yeah, obviously she's running things. Um, and it should be clear, especially to everyone on Calaton, because she was the one who came up with the Doug blind side and like sat each person down to tell them. But Matthew is still not convinced. Um, as far as the actual hierarchy, Nathan says his only true allies are Tanuke and Matthew. Tanuke similarly trusts those two plus Leilani. But Matthew and Lawrence talk about whether they should try to switch things or not. Lawrence doesn't seem to want to vote out Tanuke because of their friendship, even though we know he's the lowest on her list. And he was on the outs on original Calaton. So I'm a little confused about this friendship that seems to have sprung up out of nowhere. Do you remember them ever having been friends? No, not really. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just out of nowhere, he's great friends. Um, Anyway, immunity challenge time. It is in stages, so only the first five go through to the second round, and then the top three go through to the third round. First, they're attached to a rope, and they have to make it around a series of obstacles. Matthew, Christopher, Tanuke, Lawrence, and Nathan move on. Leilani doesn't even make it past the, past the first obstacle. She's still stuck there at the end. <laughs> Yeah, she's just tangled up. Like, yeah. I, I can't figure out what a knot is. <laughs> um, next round is throwing a weight on a rope into a kind of a Y to hook it, and then using the rope to walk on a barrel to the end. Uh, Christopher makes it first and then helps Matthew by telling him what to do, uh, while Lawrence also does it. The third stage is stacking 10 discs of different sizes in the correct order while attached to it by rope that causes the disc base to spin like a turntable as they go back and forth to get each disc. Um, Lawrence has the right, very slow and steady technique, and he wins immunity. So 
Conversations ensue when they get back to camp. Matthew tells Hannah he's been thinking about the whole Tanuke and Nathan situation. He seems to be leaning in the vote in the direction of voting out Tanuke. Uh, Lawrence has what you were talking about earlier, this ridiculous attack of weird morality and says he won't ver- vote for her, but he will put a meaningless vote on someone else other than Christopher. And then he tells Tanuke about it, not fully, just like, oh, your name is out there. You're getting votes. I, of course, would never vote for you, but it's out there. Lawrence, come on, man. Yeah, so he says his thinking is that if she is voted out and ends up on the jury, she'll look favorably upon him because he tried to help her out. And yes, I I, I made a note of your favorite thing, which is that he mentions his integrity. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just wrote, what an idiot. Yes. Um, it, it, to me, it seemed self-sabotaging. Like telling someone, I think you might be about to be eliminated doesn't that just I, I just like if he really if he's actually worried about her getting votes doesn't telling her about it then stop that I just I just thought if you really want her to be on the jury and be on your side just don't tell her about this right I, I just I just I, Act I surprised by by telling her actually you're helping her avoid being being voted out and therefore she won't be on the jury so I yeah I wasn't sure I mean Maybe if we look at this in the best possible light for him, maybe he feels that all the votes are there and there's nothing she can do about it anyway. Yeah. Except sure. she, you know, what if she had an idol he didn't know about? Well, I guess he figures he's such close friends with her that she would have told him, which of course he isn't. Uh, and she wouldn't have. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, Tanuke uses this piece of information and goes to talk to Hannah and Pegleg so she can look them in the eye and ask the plan. Both look her in the eye and lie to her. And yeah. so once again, we see how looking someone in the eye is meaningless, just like it was for Lee. Yeah, you. She, yeah, she literally says, I'm going to, she says something like, I'm going to suss out or I'm going to gauge the body language. And it, yeah, it reminded me of something that we have spoken about before and traitors, I think that yes. actually you can probably tell very little from somebody's body language about whether or not they're lying. Well, uh, let me jump ahead here because so I was going to mention this at the end. She did talk about in her post uh, her post game, pregame BBC interview <laughs> yeah, that she studied up by, uh, among other things, reading FBI interrogation persuasion techniques and body language books. And so I think, (laughs) yeah, she may have had a higher opinion of her abilities there. And yes, uh, you know, I had it in my notes here that body language reading is generally BS. Refer back to my interview with Melissa B from the Traders Canada for more discussion there. Um, And so, yeah, I think she trusted in her ability to look them in the eye and, you know, just one more notch of evidence in favor of body language being yes um so the question now though is has this spooked matthew enough to change things up and we'll find out because we're going to tribal council we get a lot of standard discussion there but then christopher says some people are acting like they're on their holly bobs which seems (laughs) to get a reaction 
I have no clue what the holly bob is. Uh, It just means holiday, but it's just a weird British cutesy word for holiday. Okay, so basically, and even holiday has a different meaning. Well, sure. Yeah. So Uh, actually what it means to you is vacation. Yes. So (laughs) it means they're on. So like when I had said before, they're on a fun camping trip. He's basically saying something like that. Exactly. They're on a fun, fun vacation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was hoping Holly Bob meant something different. I don't know. It sounded interesting anyway. (laughs) Um. So this starts a disagreement between Christopher and Nathan with Nathan again on his high horse about being honest and Chris being deceitful, which brings me back to wondering how honest he was when he promised loyalty to Doug. Uh, But I guess that doesn't count, nor does it count when he told the uh, Lenena that the vote was going against Christopher. Uh, So, again, Nathan, if you're listening, this is called hypocrisy. (laughs) So. Um, time to vote. We see Christopher vote Tanuke, which of course is no surprise. She returns the favor, and that's all we get. Joel reads them all: Christopher, Tanuke, Christopher, Tanuke, Pegleg, which you know that was Lawrence's vote. Uh, <laughs> Christopher, Tanuke, and Tanuke. Matthew held his nerve. Honestly, I did not think he would. I I thought he would flip back. And the jury is shocked. So. What do you think of your namesake's move here? And more specifically, let me just say, Joshua on Twitter asked, if you were in his shoes, what would you have done? I for, I was I was sh- I was shocked when her name was read out as the final vote mm-hmm. that you know that made it clear she was. So I I did get a shock. I'm glad that Matthew did it. Uh, I'm glad that he kind of came to his senses and realized, oh, actually, yes, there are two people who are kind of leading things. Yeah, he was being a bit naive earlier. So I'm glad that within the space of one episode, he was like, oh, wait a minute, maybe mm-hmm. there is something going on. And he's, he has a little bit at the end where I think he says, oh, that's the biggest risk I've taken in this gate or something like that. He says, oh, that's the biggest tactic I've played so far. Um, but I'm kind of glad that he did it. It makes mm-hmm. him because I mean, again, he seems like a nice guy, but I don't think we've seen that much of him. So I right. think this is the first sign, like, oh, if maybe if he carries on like this, actually, he's a good player at, mm-hmm. in the running for for making it to the end. Um, I noticed. A couple of things. Again, no one can spell. And I understand Tanuki is not a common name, but she, she, show these people a list of spellings on a board. How difficult is it? Just show <laughs> them how to spell everybody's names. It drives me crazy. Um, again, I, the jury look totally shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the result, Leilani hasn't got a, she hasn't got a clue what's going on. Yeah. Who's going to tell her how to vote now? Or speaking of spelling, we we missed it. Uh, we missed it last time. How did uh, Christopher spell it? Lee Larney or something like that? It was... <laughs> yeah, um, it, it makes me laugh and shake my head at the same yes. time. Yeah, I I think, I mean, you're giving credit to Matthew. I give credit to Christopher. I think he picked the right person to convince the impressionable, kind of naive 21-year-old. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's part of it too. Um, you know, because Tanuke really did consider Matthew part of her final three. Yeah. He just didn't realize it for sure. And he, you know, he was convinced otherwise. I think if he sticks with Christopher, he does have a chance to make it to the end. I just don't see him winning in that situation because Christopher will be seen as the mastermind and he'll be seen as kind of the guy who got fooled being brought along. Sure. But then, and again, I don't totally know how the game ends, but I I understand that the jury, mm-hmm. they, essentially, they essentially decide who's going to win. Right. So might there not be an element of them, you know, preferring Matthew to Chris? You they know, might. The popula- popularity has got to oh, come yeah. into it. Yes, so... that, it, it definitely could. You're right. If if it's like, you know, let's say Nathan is on that jury over there going, no, he doesn't deserve it. He's he was sneaky and got his way there. Then, yeah, some people could be swayed by that, certainly. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, as far as Lawrence. So you had said a few things about him earlier. I call what he did pure cowardice. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, you know, I, I hate to say that because I, I generally like him. I know you started off uh, not particularly liking him, but. This nonsense of not voting to Nuke, so maybe she'll know that at the end, is just silly. If I were her and he were one of the finalists, I'd tell him to stuff it. Because I don't care whether you voted for me or not. You threw a, you knew I was being voted out, and you threw a random vote somewhere else rather than voting the way that could have saved her. Yeah. So, no, you're... You're not earning my vote that way. As a matter of fact, I'm taking my vote away from you for, you know, for this silly behavior. Yeah, he really ought to have voted for Chris if he was trying to impress Tanuki. Right. All right. So next time, it looks like Christopher and Matthew look for an idol, but maybe a clue is left sitting out. I'm not really sure what to make of what happens in that preview, which is good because you don't want too much in there. Yeah. All right. So what are your thoughts on these two episodes and having two major players suddenly blindsided? Uh, I I feel like I say this every week, but definitely the two most exciting tribal councils Mm -hmm. uh, so far, even though one of them had kind of been spoiled for me. But uh, th- this one in particular, this episode 12, where Tanuki is voted out, it's the first real drama we see at council. It's the first time we really see people uh, kind of speaking their minds and getting really angry with each other. So there is very obvious tension there, yes. which makes exciting viewing. Uh, I I had a, a few overall final thoughts. Uh, I... And I, I I did reference this earlier that I'm not totally sure why Chris is being perceived by everybody as a villain. Um, for me, the only thing that's really annoyed me about Chris is that uh, three or four episodes back when he tried to throw the challenge yes. but didn't didn't tell his his tribe mates and then got annoyed when he did tell them and mm-hmm. they were annoyed at him. So that that didn't really endear me to Chris. Um, other than that, I I don't think he's doing anything that other people aren't doing and that isn't just part of the game anyway. Um, a, a, another couple of thoughts. So this episode made me really realise that 
not only is being a good player a, a bad thing in air quotes <laughs> in air quotes yes yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, being well liked and being very strategic or being sort of a natural leader mm -hmm. can be a really bad thing for you yes but what this episode also made me realize was that actually alliances can be really bad for you especially alliances of two like nathan and tanuki i think yes if, if everybody knows that you and someone else are are a pair uh again you kind of just become a target uh, and I think that that's that's essentially what happened here. People didn't like that there were two people at the top of the pack, and they they decided to to pull it down. Yeah, and you've hit on one of the another part of uh, one of my rules there that is in the you know don't scheme and plot too much. One of the big warnings is against obvious strong duos, mm -hmm. uh, and that is what they had there. They had strong both in terms of how tight they were and also in terms of like, you know, I mean, look at Nathan. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, they were an obvious strong duo. And those are, are such big targets because you're not voting one person, you're voting two people together. And especially if you're, you know, leading up a, a, a group, it's, it's just so dangerous to be yeah. so obvious about it like that. Um, so, all right. Well, how are you thinking things will go next week? I, I have no idea now. And I'm truly, because I, I feel so blindsided myself about mm -hmm. Doug and then Tanuki. I, after Doug went, I thought, oh, well, maybe Tanuki's the, and then mm -hmm. the next episode she goes, I'm just left with the feeling that I actually have no idea <laughs> Who is going to win this show? Okay, it's probably not Leilani. But apart yeah. from that, I sort of thinking someone, un I know there only are what, six mm -hmm. people left or something, but it just makes me think probably someone who has been quite under the radar is going to win. Maybe it will be Matthew or like Hannah or something. Maybe someone who just has, has coasted through, they aren't receiving votes, they're not an obvious target. Maybe that's who's going to end up winning. I can't. I'm, I can't. I think Chris is great to watch, and there's lots I'm seeing on social mm -hmm. media about people defending him and saying he's actually great TV. But I can't. Again, if if the jury decide who to win, he mm -hmm. seems so unpopular amongst too many people that I can't imagine them letting him win. So that's that's the conclusion I'm left with going forward. That probably a quiet person. I I think maybe like. Pegleg could win. I could see Pegleg he, winning. He's popular. I, yeah. Um, I could without see without being threatening. Yeah, I could see Chris winning, but it would be an uphill battle for him. You know, I, I, I don't want to. You know, I mean, before you pointed out, you know, with some of what you just said, I was kind of leaning towards. Oh, I think Christopher is going to win this thing, but you're right. I mean, I. Will Lee ever vote for him to win? Will, um, you know, maybe Tanuke would, but would Nathan? I don't mm -hmm. think so. Uh, you know, and and so there are definitely it's it's how you get to the what are they going to have? Probably a, I think a, I'm trying to remember how big their jury is going to be. I haven't sat down and done the math, so 
I don't know if they need to get four votes or five. I think they're going to have a nine person jury probably. So he would have to get five votes. Um, so yeah, that would be hard. Um, as far as next week, I think Matthew is going to have an attack of guilt, uh, which will be further emphasized by like Leilani and Nathan coming to him and being like, we were with you. What have you done? (laughs) Uh, And so I think he's going to go back to, you know, they're going to turn back on Christopher and be like, you evil demon, you seduced him away. And now we must go (laughs) after you. But then that whole idol play might come in. So who knows? I, I, if they don't get Christopher out now, he very well might win. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, have any of your favorites or dislikes changed? Uh, well, one of my favorites is no longer mm-hmm. in the running. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I. I'm paying more attention to Matthew now when I wasn't really paying attention mm-hmm. to him before. And I, I, again, I, I don't know if he's an, an amazing player, but he, he seems like a nice guy. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm paying more attention to him. Uh, I think mate peg leg actually, I'm also sort of, I didn't dislike him before, but mm-hmm. I'm warming to him more and I'm feeling more like if he won, I would be quite happy. Whereas I think mm-hmm. three weeks ago I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Uh, so so I guess that's changed. Le- Leilani, I just don't really. Yeah. I st- again, I, I can't believe she's made it this far. Hannah, I feel like we've I really of all of them, she's the one I know the least about. I feel like she's the quietest. She's been given the least airtime, so I just don't really know what to feel about her. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And so also, yeah, you mentioned Leilani again, and I meant to mention this earlier when you were talking about the way things shift at tribal council. Yes, there is, you know, this change in the way people vote. And so earlier, you know, a lot of people want to vote out the weak players who are going to hurt them in challenges. Mm -hmm. But if those players can make it through that round, once they get to merge, people don't target them for that reason. Nobody's targeting Leilani because, oh, no, she's a big threat. She's going to knock us out. You know, no, nobody's doing that. And so, yes, it does allow her to move forward closer to the end game. Now, once you get to the end game and if she's still there just walking around cluelessly, then, yeah, they're just going to knock her out and say, OK, we're, you know, you're not with us. Goodbye. Or they'll take her to the end as a goat you know, and just say, well, no one's going to vote for her to win. So we'll just bring her to the end. Hmm. And yeah, there have been people who have in the U.S. gotten a hundred thousand dollars for <laughs> being a goat because that's yeah. the second place money, you know. And so uh, Wait, so did you see second place money. Yes. You, you get there's a prize for second place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's money all the way down to. Down to the first person voted out. Is that going to happen here? I don't know. That's up to the BBC. <laughs> this is news to me. I would be amazed if that happened on the BBC. <laughs> uh, uh, I, in other versions, that, like I believe, and please people don't quote me on this, I believe in South Africa, it's like only the winner and maybe second place who gets something or maybe even only the winner who gets something. 
Um, but in the U S it goes like a million dollars, then a hundred thousand, then like 75 or 80. And then it just goes down from there. Okay. I, I think it's very un-British <laughs> to award people who don't win. So I, so I like they don't give be... silver medals in, in the British, uh, uh, championships. <laughs> They do, but <laughs> on TV and TV shows, you you're not in first place. You're not winning anything. So I'll I'd be very I I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'll be shocked if second place on this on a BBC show gets any money. Hmm. Okay, well we'll find. Well, maybe we'll find out. We'll have to see. Um, <laughs> all right, now we do. We did get some questions uh, from Twitter. Uh, one I asked already, but uh, several more came from Ali F, who wants to know, as a newbie, Matthew, what's your take on the evolution of the level of strategic gameplay so far? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, it's. I would echo what you sort of said way back at the start of the podcast. It's. It, it, there's been a there's been a definite shift as the season has gone on. Yeah, it definitely started off. I think with very obvious voting, like voting mm -hmm. for the person who is just um, not good in challenges or not sociable and we don't like them. And yet these, I mean, this, this, these past two episodes, this 11 and 12, I was shocked at what has ended up happening. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, I have had this, I feel like, I feel like now I get it. <laughs> I feel like even the first five, six episodes, I was still like, why do alliances matter? What is, why what's all these what David keeps talking about these rules? What I don't get it. Why do they need and now I'm like, okay. Because now I understand since the, the jury was introduced, mm -hmm. and now I get, oh, it's a massive balancing act of yeah, be voting for people tactically and making friends and then thinking about who likes you on the jury. Uh, you're you're balancing twenty different things to try mm -hmm. and win this game, uh, and and the the it's well most of the players seem to now have realised that as well. Uh, so yeah, it's been interesting watching them change the way they're voting, but also me as a viewer, I have now figured out all of the politics involved. Yes. In it. Yes. Okay. Uh, so which player do you think has progressed the most from week one until now in terms of strategy? Uh, well, I would have said Tanuki until now. I hadn't, <laughs> I also had just seen her as quite quiet and mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like I knew her. And in the last, well, in episode 11, I was suddenly thought, oh, she's this um, kind of leader type character and she's going to persuade everyone to get rid of that and then it, it's essentially yes. backfired on right. her but yeah I hadn't seen her as a major player at all um, on the on the other hand this isn't really the question it's the opposite mm -hmm. of the question I feel like <laughs> Nathan was like an obvious person at the beginning like an obvious strong player and mm -hmm. actually as it's gone on I'm kind of surprised Nathan's still there and I can't really see him winning now. Uh, 
so yeah, Tanuki is the one who I think progressed the most, and I, 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 and actually, and Chris, I suppose Chris, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't see him as threatening at all at the start. I thought he was just kind of quite silly, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and quite, I, I don't know, quite just sort of fun talking head and we got his vt of him singing in a karaoke in a bar or sorry not karaoke he's a professional singer yes uh, but, and with his leopard print shirt on and now i'm thinking oh actually he gets the game and he's mm -hmm. trying his best to and he's not made a lot of friends along the way but at least he's well he's avoided being voted out so he's doing right. something right right yeah yeah it's uh yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking as well um it is interesting that you know hannah who said oh he wants to be all you know lenena strong in episode 11 suddenly realized oh we do need to go back to being lenena strong in episode 12 mm -hmm. so she was ready to ditch him and then when they ditched doug instead she was like oh okay we need to <laughs> <laughs> we need to rethink this um another question from ali who do you think are front runners now that the two obvious ones were eliminated back to back? We answered this a little bit. Um, and we may have answered it fully actually already. Yeah. I think, I mean, if I was, if I was going to bet money right now and who's going to win, I would pick peg leg or Matthew. Hmm. Okay. I would say Christopher Pegleg. That would be my two. Okay. Um, were you surprised that Lawrence didn't flip along with Matthew? And we talked about this somewhat. Um, we were certainly angry, or at least I was in particular. But uh, No, I wasn't surprised, but I didn't understand why he voted for Pegleg. Yeah, I mean, it was just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we addressed it when I called it stupid. So, you know. Um <laughs> All right. So this next question, I don't know that you'll uh you'll know much of about, but uh you you brought this up as a possibility. So Richard Hatch won Survivor US uh the first season by playing hard and screwing people over when necessary, which set the tone for future seasons. What tone do you think it would set in Survivor UK? slash reality tv if leilani won by not upsetting the jury over someone like christopher who is playing the game uh well in a weird way it would feel i've used this phrase a lot tonight it would feel very british i knew you were going to say that i uh, yes <laughs> that, the sort of nice naive person who doesn't really know they're in a game ends up winning <laughs> um it would be quite quaint uh i mean i can't i can't picture it happening but yeah it would i, I guess it would just sort of fly in the face of everything that i th thought survivor was supposed yes. to be yes uh so, so I, we... I can't i can't picture it and i if it gets to that point i can imagine producers just shaking their heads going, oh my God, how did we engineer the game so that this happened? This yes. is not a good look. 
<laughs> quick everybody uh, everybody find every scene of leilani being strategic that you can <laughs> and all they could come up with was her saying i'm entering the game three weeks <laughs> in you know and so yeah that was her big moment there yeah so uh, it would have a bizarre effect um this is a question i'm hitting you with out of the blue but i was asked recently and i didn't know the answer do you happen to know how the ratings have been have they gone up have they gone down uh i saw i actually just saw figures on i i don't know if they're how legitimate mm-hmm. they are there were there was someone uh there's an account called super tv um i don't know if they're uh, they're probably British because they tend to post about uh, the traitors and Survivor and like Doctor Who and stuff. Mm. Um, they had posted a list of like Saturday night prime time, mm-hmm. and number one was Strictly Come Dancing with like seven million viewers, and then it was I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, and five million or something. Doctor Survivor they had is two million viewers, uh, and the UK is a small place, but. Um, and I don't know if that's up or down. I I don't know the trajectory across the series. I mean, two million um, is what they premiered at, so okay. so it's either held steady or it went down and came back up, or it went up and came back down. Um, but whatever so, it is, so, it's yeah, yeah. And it does. I think that didn't account for um, sort of delayed viewings on oh the delayed services. streaming. Okay. Yeah, I think that was just uh, live transmission viewing figures. Okay. So maybe it would be bumped up a little bit when people watch it the next morning or during. Or if people do what I, I would think a lot of people would do, which is uh, watch them both on Saturday night, yeah. you know, and, yeah. you know, and then it, I would think that would eat into the Sunday night viewing. Well, yeah. Uh, but maybe, maybe as this season comes to an end, We'll know more about yeah, yeah figures and what the future looks like for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have some thoughts, but I'll I'll save it until then. Okay, all right. Uh, one more question here. Uh, Nine Vic Man asked, uh, and this is a question you will not know the answer to. How many contestants will be in the final, and do they know this in advance? If not, when do they find out? And uh, Vic followed up by noting this must play a huge role in strategy. So. Over the years, sometimes it's a final two, sometimes it's a final three. I do not know what this season will be. I could plot it out and count the number. And Vic noted that there's a number currently in Wikipedia. But unless Wikipedia, has, whoever entered it, has special knowledge, the only way to do it is to count the episodes. The problem yeah. is, like, when it gets down to the brass tacks at the end, sometimes at least on U.S. Survivor, they'll vote out two people in one episode. Yeah. You know, if there are only five people hanging around, they may just go bing, bing, and all of a sudden you're down to three. Um, And you, you know, you don't know how many are going to be in the finale. So it's possible that someone has this information. I do not. I have not thought it through. I have not mapped it out. Um, So... You can also usually look by looking at the number of people in the jury. They don't want to have it obviously easy for there to be a tie. Um, And so, you know, do they know this in advance? Maybe. Um, It's it's not necessarily, you know, when U.S. survivors switched from a final two to a final three, it was a surprise. Okay. When 
they suddenly made it a final two again and screwed Sari out of her win. Uh, that was a surprise. Um, you know, it was it was something that just happened due to what was going on that season. But I think she was expecting a final three and probably would have won. Don't at me. There's a big debate. I still will fiercely defend that Sari would have won if it was a final three. But that said, um, uh, then we might not have gotten her on the traders. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, nowadays on U.S. Survivor, it is always final three. Um, other countries, not the same. And so it really just depends. I do not know the answer for this one. I will yeah. just go along for the ride and see what happens. But yeah, yeah the, the players do need to consider, okay, how am I going to play this? Um, because like I said, Sari got screwed because she thought it was a final three and went to the end with two people she could beat but two people who knew they that she could beat them. And so therefore they voted her out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would imagine that producers tell them how, I, I would imagine they would tell the players, here's how many are prob are supposed to be at the end, yeah, but they, that yeah. might change. So yeah. I think they would tell them this isn't set in stone, either because we might change our mind along the way, or someone might get injured and sent mm -hmm. home three you know five days right. before it finishes and we'll have to change things so they i think they'll they would be prepared for it to be up in the air but i, but I think they would give them an idea here's what it's probably going to be yeah i don't know i i mean in the past like i said they don't specifically lay it out i don't think so mm -hmm. so we'll see uh, all right well um, I, I mentioned earlier that I had looked at the uh, BBC post-game pre-game interviews. Uh, so uh, Doug said his strategy coming into the game had two key elements. Establish himself as an indispensable member of the tribe during the early phase of the game by performing well at challenges and working hard around camp. And on a gameplay level, finding himself a shield player who would take a leadership role within the tribe and more importantly, was regarded as the bigger target than him so he could sit right behind them as long as possible. Which, I mean, from what we saw, he did in Lee. I mean, he specifically talked about, take you know, staying behind Lee until it was time to get rid of him. The prob One problem for Doug was that Lee got taken out, I think, a lot earlier than he expected. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly his shield was gone. Yeah. And you never want to be without your shield. Is that a common sort of tactic in Survivor to have a shield? Yes. Uh, you use your shield and sometimes multiple people will use each other as shields. And, <laughs> and then you have to decide who's going to strike first, you know, like, okay, if I take out my shield, then I'll be vulnerable. But if I don't take out my shield, they may take me out. And so mm -hmm. it's a, it's another, you know, fine line, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, he also mentioned he remembers watching the original UK Survivor back in 2002, and his family loved the show, even going so far as reenacting some of the original challenges. <laughs> so he, he didn't say if he did any studying up. He, he didn't say one way or the other. Uh, but we know at least he was familiar with the game and the strategy. So yeah, there's yeah. that. Okay. Um, Tanuke also said she loved the show. 
though she also mentioned it alongside like all other survival shows. And I mean, I know it's called Survivor. I don't consider it a survival show. I consider it a strategic social game. Um, yeah. yeah, they have to survive, but it's not like some of these shows where they drop you off in the middle of Alaska and say, good luck. We'll see you in a couple months. Yeah. 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 So, it's not, it doesn't, it's you winning the game doesn't depend on your actual abilities on right, the island. Right. Um, she said she was excited when she saw it coming to the UK. And unlike most of the others, she actually watched every season of Survivor. So she went back and did the research. Um, in addition to the research I mentioned earlier, uh, her strategy was to find a ride or die and take them to the end, which I presume was Nathan. Uh, she also knew that people like it when she feeds their egos, which is definitely true. I don't necessarily know that we saw that, but it's hard, hard to show on TV, you know. Um, so, yeah, there we have it. We said goodbye to two of the people who were actually playing the game. And this you know, as we've discussed, leaves a, a much more open field. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. Um, anyone who wants to reach out to let me know what you think. I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I am uh, podcasting about U.S. Survivor on the Rob Has a Podcast Network with the name of the show, as I mentioned, being Why Blank Lost. And of course, I'm podcasting the Traders Canada for one more week right here. Uh, so Make sure to subscribe to the Tradar podcast, if you're not already, to get all of that. You can find all my various accounts through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg. There's a dot before the EE because that's just the way Linktree does it. Or you can find me on most text-based social media platforms like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. And on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. Uh, speaking of TikTok, et cetera. I post three or lately four because there's just been so much uh, reality TV short videos on all those sites every day. Uh, they're mostly a combination. Well, they are a combination of U.S. Survivor, Survivor UK, the Traders Canada, House of Villains and Squid Game, the challenge. Uh, yes. And of course, I have posted, uh, as I mentioned, my mini Why Blank Lost. So these are one and a half to two and a half minute versions, just hitting the high notes or the low notes of why each player lost the game. Uh, find those on you know, YouTube, uh, find them on TikTok, find them on my Instagram and uh, take a look at those. Uh, the one as we're recording this, the one for Doug is already done. One for Tanuke is still coming. So, what about you? Where are you? Well, before I tell you where you can find me, I have to ask you, David, will you be doing a Why a Blank Lost for the 400-odd members of Squid yes. Game? <laughs> yes, and, and it will end. And that is why 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, da, 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 and 456 <laughs> lost. <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, follow the Tradar podcast on Instagram at the Tradar podcast or on X or Twitter at the Tradar pod. We're also on YouTube at uh, the, the channel is at the Tradar podcast as well. And you can email me at the Tradar podcast at gmail.com. And 
David, I can't believe you forgot to mention the most important thing about your next episode of The Trader. Who is your special guest for the finale? Well, of I was Traders leaving Canada? it as a surprise. <laughs> but yes, I have a very special guest uh, for uh, the, 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 the Traders Canada finale. See, normally uh, the regular host of The Trader for The Traders is this guy named Matthew. <laughs> and he has me on for all the finales. But since I have been hosting, I was like, well, I can't have myself on. So I'm having Matthew on. Uh, so, yes, uh, we will be talking tomorrow uh, about the Traders finale. And then shortly after that, I will also have an interview with the winner. So that's good. And then maybe we'll have uh, some other interviews along the way after the Traders Canada is over. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do there. I also want to mention if anyone would like to help support the costs of publishing this podcast, you can drop Matthew here a few bucks or whatever they are in Canada or Scotland or wherever, uh, at coffee.com that's KO FI.com slash Matthew Keeley. And that just helps, uh, keep the lights on. Yes. Uh, I'm very <laughs> excited about, our. Traitors Canada finale. So I, I, I'm yeah, can't wait to see it. You said you're going to interview the winner or winners could be. We'll oh, have to find out. that's a good point. Wait, let me look back at that uh, email there. <laughs> it didn't specify. Um, could be plural. Hmm, that's a very good point. If it's plural, it's those are pretty small time slots. So I don't know if that's <laughs> anything we can. Uh, you know, we can judge from that or, uh, um, you know, I've had small time slots for multiple people before back when I was doing U.S. survivor interviews. So anything's possible. Yes. And, All right. And less than 24 hours. We'll know the answer. Yes, that's true. So uh, everyone make sure to check that out and, uh, you know, find us all over the place. And in the meantime, after that, we'll be back here in a week for the next couple of episodes of Survivor UK. Bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.